talked over you. Say that again. Hold on, let me get my copy freaking cameras. Oh, that was cute. Welcome to Coffee with Chloe's. I'm Chloe. And I'm also Chloe. And the views that we present in this video do not reflect the views and opinions of Sexperts, the Student Wellness Commission, or the UCLA student government. Today in Coffee with Chloe's, we are going to be talking about our individual experiences with hookup culture in college versus having sex in relationships. Well, my experience in high school and in college were definitely two very different things. In high school, I had like serious monogamous relationships and I never hooked up. And then when I got to college and I joined a sorority, I felt as though the expectation was definitely to hook up. So I'd have these weird combination hookup relationshipy kind of things where I'd be hooking up with one person exclusively, but we weren't dating. And I never really had the one night stand and it wasn't something I was comfortable with. The closest thing I got to that was hooking up with a guy twice before being like, hey, I think I like you. I can't even say that I've had casual sex because I'm not even sure how casual it's really been. Did you ever feel like there were differing levels of commitment with you and the person you were hooking up with? Yeah, I definitely did. I knew with one of them, he was hooking up with like so many different people. And I knew that and I thought I was okay with that. And then one night we were talking and he was telling me about all the people that he hooked up with. And I was like, oh, this feels really shitty. So I ended it. It's okay that they're not going to be having sex with just me, but I can't hear about it. I had this one situation with a guy where he was like, I don't want to be exclusive. And I was like, okay, that's totally fine. Then I kissed other people. And he was like, why are you kissing other people? The contract said we weren't exclusive and there shouldn't be like an underlying expectation where it's like if you cared about me you'd be exclusive if you want that you have to tell me how do you facilitate that kind of communication is it something that you talk about in person before you hook up what's the timeline for me it's definitely been talking about it when we've hooked up a few times it's kind of like the what are we talk and i've almost always had the situation where it's i like you but the pressure of being exclusive is kind of a lot it's an in-person conversation you have when you feel like it's necessary and if you feel like it's necessary to have before you start hooking up by all means do I actually know what I'm getting into? What do you think prompts the underlying aversion to exclusivity and monogamy, especially on college campuses? I think I'm afraid of that. You're in a situation with so many new individuals that you've never encountered before. There's a fear to some people. If I commit, what if I want what I don't have? I'm not able to experiment. Or somebody just doesn't have the ability to form a stable relationship because their schoolwork's too much and the time commitment is just scary to them. For me personally, it was definitely the fear of missing out on maybe I'll meet my soulmate and I'll be committed to somebody else. You never know who you'll meet. And like, I won't get to experience all these things that you're supposed to in college. And I'd want to say that when you find the right person it's worth it to commit yeah it is if you're not ready it could ruin it oh yeah that's how i felt you mentioned people are looking for what they expect college will be where does that messaging come from and how do you think it's different across different demographics like first gen people whose parents went to like a big public university i didn't get any of my messaging from my parents my mom never went to college i got my messaging from the media and movies and american pie and also just people that i went to school with the experience experiences of like a white person attending a really top university are very different from like a person of color and or somebody who's first gen or somebody on a scholarship. That idea of fun is really different. When you're going to college on a scholarship and you need to maintain certain grades, college is supposed to be college. And you sit down in the classroom and you learn and then you get a degree. Because I went to a school that was in state, I think my parents 
have felt a lot more comfortable with me going out. Whereas in high school, it was like, you need to work hard and get into a good college and get a scholarship. We are not paying for you to fuck around. So I do understand that part of it. In college, I've been on the totally opposite end. A lot of people can't experience what I think of um, when I think of the college experience. What do you want when you walk across the stage at the end of your four years? What would you regret? not doing. Not trying something with somebody that I saw potential with. Life is really short and you never know what you could find with someone. That's the thing that keeps me from like committing to a relationship because you never know when you're going to meet some really cool person that you might want to give it all up for. What's it that you're giving up? That's a really good question. Your time and your energy, who you call at night, you choose that person to like be half of your world kind of. Building a little world with another person is a big deal. You know the idea of like the platonic soulmate? You're born with two heads, four arms, four legs. And so what happens is you're like too powerful and then they have to split you apart. You're supposed to spend your whole life searching for that other half. As somebody who's a hopeless romantic, like I don't want to settle. And I don't want to commit to somebody if I don't think they're that. I feel the same way. Like when you said the thing you would regret would be not giving your all to something that might be worth it. I have the exact same philosophy, but I use that philosophy to like justify being in a relationship. I didn't plan on being in a relationship. I didn't want to really hook up and I didn't really want a relationship. I just kind of wanted to see where life took me. And then this guy happened. I couldn't say no to that. I'm in love. I don't know if that necessarily clouds my judgment, but it does color my judgment a certain way. It's worth it to build that world with someone for too many reasons to count. They can be everything you need them to be in the context of that bubble. In my relationship, I feel very supported and that support allows me to explore myself more freely, academically, professionally. I feel more liberated being in a relationship with a person who trusts me and believes in me than I do when I'm alone. And that's not to say that I'm like codependent or anything. I think I've always just had an issue with people who say like, oh, once you're in a relationship, nothing's fun anymore and you can't explore yourself. You know that Ben Platt song, Grow As We Go? If you're in a relationship and you think, oh, this is the end of my individuality. If I want to grow as a person, I have to break up with them. I'm in a healthy relationship. I'm undergoing more personal growth being someone's girlfriend than I was before. It's kind of an equal investment of time as you would invest in like a friend or even the effort to go out and meet people, find new people to hook up with. Like my boyfriend and I are both in really demanding majors and like when we need space we just say like hey I can't hang out like I need space and you can't opt out of hookup culture like that like as you miss out on like that period of socialization. People don't care in the same way. They could just be wanting to have sex and then I'm there. So when you say like I can't hang out they might just go fuck someone else which makes it hard. That scares me. Scares me too. Um, Something that's really positive is is to not be so attached mm. to feeling self-worth from other people giving it to you. If somebody doesn't wait for me, it's okay. I am still worthy, still have support from friends, and I still have all these things in my life that make me really happy. Sometimes a boy's and or a romantic partner's support is not what I need right now. Mm. So if you hadn't gotten into a relationship like when you did, would you see yourself participating in casual sex at all? I mean, I grew up on Disney. I am as hopeless or romantic as they come. Oh man, it's bad. This is kind of like blasphemy for a sex expert to say, but like I kind of equate sex with love in my experience. So 
No, not because I am afraid or because I don't think it's like a valid way to go through life. I just know that it wouldn't feel good going into it, not getting out what I want. What I value about sex is that it's it's about like love and trust and intimacy and power and all that. But it's also, this kind of plays into our next video topic of like loving yourself through sex. It's, I just think it's an expression of the bridge between your physical self and your spiritual self, your emotional self. Like sex is so important to me and I like such an integral part of my personality and my psyche in a way. Like I'm in, I'm in sex words because I think sex is objectively the most grounding, beautiful thing that humans can do with each other. And I think that that's like informed by love and I would feel really uncomfortable and unfulfilled having sex with people I didn't really know who were also having sex with other people. Like it would leave a bad taste in my mouth because that's not what I want. It'd be like playing on a basketball team where you're the only one who doesn't care about winning and like everyone else on your team cares about winning and you like that's couldn't. Little sense. Yeah. yeah, that conversation went a lot differently than planned. Yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad it went the way it did though. Me too, even if it wasn't directly sex related. Yeah, I don't know. Communication is one of our pillars. I think that was a really central part of what we talked about and hopefully makes some members of the UCLA community feel less alone in their thinking. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for watching everyone. Hi, I'm Nina. And I'm Julian. And we're the directors of Sex Roots for the 2019-2020 school year. We just wanted to let you know that you have our full consent to smash the subscribe button if you want to. Also, if you have any questions about sex, consent, pleasure, or health, feel free to message our Facebook and our Instagram. They'll both be linked below. On Instagram, we post and save stories whenever we get asked a question. Thanks for watching. Have a sexy day. <laughs>